This morning um, is a special morning for us, but uh, we've got an opportunity today for the rest of our time together. It's a space where we can press into the presence of the King of Kings. There's no specific word other than, obviously, I'm sharing something as a, an exhortation, I hope, an encouragement. We, we've set that aside for a couple of th- reasons. One, we had our apostle here last week, Kerry Jones, and we wanted to have a week where we could just absorb what he'd said and, and it, it could shape what went on before. Otherwise, if we just have a program and we stick to it totally, we're not a flexible wineskin at all, are we? So we wanted to do that, but also we wanted to um, put into our program times regularly in this coming season where we're able to worship and praise King Jesus with no agenda other than to come before him. And we know that in those times, not only are we giving him something, but so often, even as this morning, Graham comes and brings God's word and encouragement to us. We expect and anticipate in this church family that that will happen and that it's not uh, the the reserve or the right of just the, the, the few, those who we might be familiar with standing up. Because every single one of us who knows Jesus has his heart and feels his pulse beat and can feel a word. Sometimes it is when we worship. God just speaks to me when I'm... Is it the same for you? He just touches something. It's just personal between me and the Lord. And then other times we become aware this is something bigger than me. Every single person. Could you just say those words? Every single person. Could you just look at somebody near you and say, every single person, every single Now, Josh, Josh, you're up on the balcony. Hi, Josh and Esther. And Jonathan's there. Will you just say that to him because he didn't have anybody to say it to? Every single person. That's right. I don't know if anybody got Mike Rothwell there. It was Tracy turning around and getting Mike. Those who were just sat on their own. Every single person can hear the word. So it's a joy that we can come together and we can worship. And, and of course, sometimes in, in our gatherings... Um, there's joy and there's sound and there's shouting and there's loudness. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever had one of those people come up to you and they said, oh, you're not one of those happy, clappy Christians, are you? And, and, and always, I'll tell you what, have a go with this one. If you want something to say at that, I say, oh, goodness, no. I'm boring and miserable. Uh, come on, what do you expect sometimes? There is gladness and happiness and and other times there's silence and everything in between can happen because God loves us as people and we have all of these emotions and we carry the emotions of God. So give us a break, will you? And and usually you'll find that they'll melt and they'll see that what they just said was ridiculous. And, and, And as Christians, we know that the truth is this, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's Nehemiah 8 and verse 10. Maybe some of these few scriptures might come up. Just read the last little bit. Don't get this. If you want to read something, preferably just listen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. In, in this room right now, you have a choice. You could smile or you could frown. You can make that choice. Could everybody frown? Oh, a bit frown meaner than that. Come on, Emmanuel, do you know what? I can tell you this. I have never once seen you frown. Or th- I just love your smile. It's the same as Nuku. It just brightens up the room. Yeah, but I want you to frown now. Give a serious mean frown like your football team's lost, or like somebody's giving you sprouts for lunch and nothing else. Really? Yeah. And now smile. It's a, it's, it's a choice. Just, could you just turn to somebody near you and just, with a smile, say, it's a choice. Can you just say, it's a choice. It's a choice. 
We just say, choose well. I'll say this, some of my advice and counsel over the years has always been for those of us, maybe you've found yourself ill, and I would often say, go and find something that makes you laugh and makes you smile. Even, obviously, when our bodies are hurting, that can be difficult. Why? Because if it makes you smile, it makes you laugh. Laughter's a good medicine. That's not a 21st century revelation that there's laughter therapy. It's thousands of years ago in the Bible. It says a happy heart is a good medicine, and a cheerful mind works healing. In Proverbs 17 and 22. A happy heart. Now, I know that some of life's circumstances are tough, but if ever there was a time then to go find something that could bring a smile to your face, it'll bring healing into your body and into your bones. But there are moments when it's not like that. For us, there are occasions to be silent and wait on the Lord. David wrote in Psalms, he said, My soul waits in silence on God alone. Alone from him comes my salvation. And my soul waits silently for God, for my hope comes from him. Both of these verses, in Psalm 62, verse 1, and Psalm 62, verse 5, they are silent, no talking. You know, sometimes when we've been looking to the Lord, you've got nothing else to say. I don't know, you might have prayed, cried, screamed, begged, I don't know, pleaded with God. I don't know that you need to do that because he hears your prayer. But, and, and you're still waiting and longing. There's an exasperation in your soul, a desperation that he would hear you and that he would move and answer. And David gave us this exhortation. He says in Psalm 37 and verse 7, just be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. As God took me to that verse, I believe that for somebody in here, you, you know, you've got a situation, you've done all you can, you can't do anything else, and you just need to lay it down. The Lord's on your case. He'll act on your behalf. But that phrase, be still in the presence of the Lord, when we read it, there in particular, it just means this, stop talking. Stop talking. In, in many ways, I wish the interpreter had put those words, stop talking. It tells me exactly what I need to do. Be still. I'm a fidgety, on-the-go person. It is hard for me to do that. But sometimes the silence, and we're going to have some silence in a moment. I'm going to shut up, and you're going to have some silence in the presence of the Lord before we continue pressing into his presence. And silence can recognize that he's a sovereign Lord. I'm going to read a few verses. In Zephaniah 1.7, Be silent before the sovereign Lord. Be silent before the sovereign Lord, for the day of the Lord is near. Habakkuk the prophet wrote these words. He said, the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. There's something of a, an, an awe and a reverence that we give to God when we just quieten down and stop the world pressing in. When we read in Psalm 46 and verse 10, be still and know that I am God. He then goes on to say, I'll be exalted among the nations and I'll be exalted on the earth. But for you and I, just in these next few moments, we're going to be still and know that he's God. But in waiting on the Lord, in being still, and I know that for some of us, myself included, that can be so difficult sometimes because of the activity and the things, and my, my mind just races away with a thousand and one things, especially when I say to myself, oh, now I'm going to pray. That seems to be the open door for everything in my life. From now I've got, I've got an added burden now in life to think about, and that's grandchildren. Who knew? Who knew you could wake up in the middle of the night thinking about your grandchild? But I can. I found it to be true. And when I say, I'm just going to set aside time to pray, 
lunch, dinner, Sue, family, finance, church, and church, and more church, and more church, and then back to grandson. Is it like the same for you? If you're not, give me some of the keys, because I'd really need them. I'm a desperate man here. But I know that being still, waiting on the Lord, is something that is proactive. It's for us to focus on him. And in a moment, what we're going to do is, there's a, a little piece of music that we'll play. We're going to go back and praise the Lord. And it's so good in this season where we've had to be quiet or wear masks to be able to sing his praise. And that in itself is worthy. But for all of us, we're going to have a a moment where we can have a couple of minutes of just silence. Now, can I give you a bit of advice? All of that stuff that I just said, I'm sorry if I just sowed in your mind. Oh, dinner. I forgot to put it in. And so for the next two and a half minutes, you just think about the dinner. Now, just... You have to tell your brain, no, that can wait till later. For some people, they work by pictures. Just, I don't know what Jesus looks like on the throne to you, but why don't you try to picture that? It's not an emptying of your mind, but a filling of your mind with the presence of God. Sometimes, and this isn't transcendental meditation, is take a big deep breath and breathe out slowly and just pause in his presence. When we pause for praise, It has this opportunity to recalibrate us. Now, I'm not a big uh, PlayStation game fan and all of that stuff. I I got banned from that years ago. It just is a black hole that sucks your time for me. But there's a little widget that I have to put underneath my TV. And I stand in front of the widget. And if the widget, that's the best I can do, folks. It's a long bar thing, very thin thing. And it picks up the hand thing that I have in my hand. And if that isn't calibrated right, the person hits the tennis ball from over the net, I go like this, and then a bit later on, the hand moves and I've lost the point. You need to recalibrate. So you need to click on the corners so that it knows where the thing is. And this is a moment just to recalibrate, get a fresh perspective. For all the stuff that goes on in our lives, here's the thing. When I spend time in his presence and praise him, and focus on King Jesus and the Lord, it puts everything else into perspective. It really does. It helps me see who is actually in charge, who loves me, who is for me, but who has all the answers, even if I don't see them straight away. So, try to put your thoughts aside. Try to take a big deep breath. Try to have a moment where you picture Jesus. And... We will go into worshipping the Lord at the end of this, in song. But it might well be that God puts something just specifically for you in this moment. Just speaking to you, speaking to your spirit, and that's great. But we're also anticipating that God, in our times of worship, especially as we go in the coming months, will speak to us prophetically. There'll be tongue, there'll be words of knowledge. We will pray for one another that we've been silent in our own houses for too long, but this is a season where we're going to step up and step out in the spirit and see some amazing things happen within the life of the family of the church. When we gather together, there's going to be this pregnant sense of the presence of God, which is going to manifest manifest itself in in power and, and just sometimes where we're just still and can't move or feel like we can even breathe. One thing is for sure. Jesus is here right now. He promises in his word. Where two or three are gathered, I'm there. So he is here. So we're going to play this music. I'd, I'd encourage you, make sure your phone is off and off your body. Make sure 
This isn't a time to start taking notes. Just, if, if you want to close your eyes and just rest in, drink in and soak in his presence, that's fine. Avoid any distractions. And although the music plays, just focus on King Jesus as we wait in his presence. And then we're going to come back and worship and you could stand, you could walk around, you could move. And then we're going to operate that if we feel we have something especially for the body, then we can come to the front. Jeff's down here and we'll just coordinate like we usually do. Is that okay? All right, guys, can we just play that little piece of music? if we could stand in the presence of the God and worship together just I felt then God showed me a little picture of a harbour and all the boats that had come in nearly to, to, to harbour for winter we find Paul talking about that and I felt God saying it's time to put out from the harbour and allow my, the wind of my spirit to fill the sails of your life again it's time to come out Allow the wind of my spirit 
fill the sails of your life again.